everybody. It's Jeanette Burke here from Jeanette's TV and Jeanette's TV podcast. I'm downtown in the hottest spots of TIFF, or at least they used to be the hottest spots of TIFF. But this TIFF, as you know, is a very different experience. So normally these streets are so crowded you can't move. You can't find a place to park. You can't even go into the nicest hotels like we are right near one right now, which is typically packed full of people because it's a big magnet for stars to hang out. Well, we went inside and we went to see if there was just even just one star in town. So far, we can't find one, not even one who's checked in under an alias, nothing. What we have found is a few limos with some uh, chauffeur-driven limousines. They're not the typical ones used by TIFF, I might add, because usually they're using like Cadillac and they have the TIFF sign on it, but there are the black Ford Escalade ones and they're here with a few uh, dressed chauffeurs. So that would have led me to think that perhaps there was some reason for that, maybe a star, but I can assure you that really isn't the case. It may be that they're here for a producer or a writer. Overall, there's no international press here. There's no American press here. The very few that have credentials for this year's uh, film festival, there's only 500 out of normally 1,600 accredited press, uh, most of which are Canadian. So what does that tell you? Um, I, I did something last night, which was the in conversation with Halle Berry for her movie, which is one of the gala presentations for TIFF this year. It's called Bruised and it's going to Netflix very soon. Um, there's a few other key movies this year because there's an incentive with Share Her Journey, which is a TIFF movement to honor women in film, all aspects of film acting, producing, directing, writing, what have you. And uh, so there are a few key forerunners in the festival this year um, that are even up for grabs for the awards for f best film, favorite film, all the different categories uh, that are all women produced. And uh, we have been invited to participate in some online activity, the virtual uh, events. There are no big parties that we typically participate in at the big hotels or some of the most funkiest venues around the city. Um, these are exclusive parties. There's none of that going on. The vibe is very quiet around here. Uh, TIFF just doesn't seem like TIFF this year. But I'm doing my best to bring you what I can. And so far, it's a few outdoor screenings, two indoor ones that are limited seating and you must wear a mask throughout the whole entire performance for it and of course there's the drive-in so we're going to try and get a little of that too to show you but that's really it this year so unfortunately uh it's just not the tiff that i know have come to uh, know and love but it is what it is so i'm trying to show you whatever highlights i can of tiff this year and i'll be telling you the truth when i tell you that it's a hard-pressed job Streets that are normally lined up with moviegoers and stargazers are now empty. As you can see, we're down on King Street. The street is not even closed off this year. Typically it is. And not only is it lined with moviegoers and stargazers, it's 
lined with people who are sampling demonstrations, ordering visas, getting their face made up from L'Oreal. Uh, eating at the restaurants. The patios are far from full. Unfortunately, there'll be a lack of business uh, here this, this week for TIFF, whereas normally TIFF is a big money generator for the city of Toronto and the restaurants herein who actually, you know, have been suffering with COVID-19 and with being restricted to patio eating and some inside eating. So I'm sure they're missing the business as well. Behind me is the TIFF Lightbox Theater, where there are some in-person showings going on. Uh, this is one of the only venues, other than the two drive-in venues, that are allowing movies to go on. And of course, there's the virtual platform as well. Again, you need tickets for everything, including the virtual and drive-ins. But if you're coming down to see a movie in person and you're coming to the TIFF Lightbox Theater behind me, you're going to notice a big change there too. Number one, there is no lineup to get into the movie. You come with your ticket, you wear your mask, you will be seated in an assigned seat and you will be required to wear your mask the entire duration of the film. If you go to the drive-ins, you will need a ticket for that in advance too, and many of them are sold out, so you're gonna have to go online, www.tiff.net, to see what's still available. Some have been sold out for weeks. At the drive-ins, you must present your ticket to get in, and again, you have a maximum of two people to six people in a car. You have to wear a mask as well. Um, just behind me, you might notice some people going in. These are some people that are Canadian talents that are associated with film. Um, there isn't really any internet, there's no international talent here other than on the virtual platforms and there's no directors or producers. Like it's a very quiet, mundane TIFF. It doesn't even feel like TIFF. Um, even watching it as we did last night on a virtual platform, it just doesn't have the same feel. So I'm really hoping that a vaccine is coming out soon not just to bring TIFF back for movie lovers and the city of Toronto, but also for all the businesses who are suffering and for all of us who are suffering at home in isolation, trying to keep our social distance and to our bubbles. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the new normal. It, I guess it has some pluses and minuses. Some pluses to, I guess, incorporate into our lives maybe like working from home part-time, going to work the regular time. But overall, I much prefer the interaction of being around people and I prefer the old normal. And I'm hoping that the vaccine is coming soon so we can get back to that. Next year when we start covering TIFF again, it's gonna to be totally different. But for now, I'm showing you what I can. Okay, I'm walking down King Street to show Nothing. The, the hottest thing right now is this guy in the car. He's the closest thing to a Hollywood movie star I could even possibly hope to see right here at TIFF this year. Turn around here, get that guy in the car. <laughs> like, honestly, that is the most uh, Hollywoodism we've seen here all day. <laughs> so the greeter at TIFF Lightbox told us that they only allow 50 people in per film. 
And I guess that's why they're so sold out. Even even the drive-ins, I guess, are restricted to a certain amount of cars. And they're all sold out. So if you want to see a TIFF movie other than virtually, you can buy them tickets virtually as well. But if you want to see that, then you got to go to www.tiff.net and see what's available. A lot of things are sold out. I'm stopping here for a second because I want to take a trip down memory lane. This building used to be the producer's lounge. And then they moved it last year into the TIFF Bell light box. But we had some good times here. I would come here with my videographers in between our red carpets and in between our parties. And we would have some really good times at the producer's lounge. They also would have great parties, lots of gathering, lots of networking, lots of industry stuff really missing that this year you know it makes a difference and you may notice this in your own profession because many of us are now working mostly from home maybe going to the office a couple days a week if that and the camaraderie amongst your peers you know which uh, many of us are used to is is really a noticeable miss unless we're doing some maybe zoom or virtual networking it is a miss because uh, you know things happen when we are in contact and uh, in constant contact actually with our managers our producers and our um, co-workers and of course I think that's a very important part of business that is uh, problematic in today's COVID-19 situation in the pandemic um, when we don't mix together we don't you know we don't remain top of mind with each other and then when promotions and um and job opportunities come up, maybe we're not going to be considered for them as much, you know? That's why I think networking in, in any industry is very important. But we'll move along. Let's go back this way for a minute. I know I'm being filmed carrying all my stuff, so you'll see one thing that's true. Uh, we have to carry a lot of stuff with us throughout the day when we work TIFF. Now, typically, I have a mini little suitcase on wheels with me that has about three different outfits and about six pairs of shoes that I'm constantly changing into and running from one red carpet to the next and then to a party. Um, on average, the first couple days of the festival, I'm working at least 16 hours a day. So the bag always comes with me, but not this bag. This is a really small bag. I'm usually dressed to the nines. I'm usually having sponsors for the clothes. So I have to keep changing. I'm usually touching my makeup up like constantly. And also, uh, my hair was done this year by our official hair sponsor, the Studio Hair Salon in Thornhelm. And um, I give them a little shout out. And of course, my nails were done, but uh, didn't have the need for all the glam dam as much as usual. I did my own makeup today. I'll take my glasses off. I'll show you. My hair was done professionally. Um, I'm wearing clothes from my own wardrobe that are, you know, cash but nice. Um, I did my own makeup so it's not the same as what I normally do to prepare for TIFF but in the bag I do have a change of shoes I do have makeup I have some equipment that we need to carry um, I have a little backup snack because when you're on the go and you're walking as much as we do 16 hours a day you need food and of course we, we replenish wherever we can whether it's a party or a lounge or on the go we usually also step into the hotels for a little bit but none of that today anyway come along with me um, here we have another location that I typically hang out at 
Um, there's usually a couple parties on this street. One is the RBC party. And there's, you know, so many beautiful venues along here. In the, and Toronto's a fabulous city to really explore. Um, that typically have, um, like, amazing parties all along here. All the, all the biggest hotels, the best hotels, um, some very nice venues that they make over as well. They always have parties. You can see, and I'm going to have my videographer turn the camera on. They're just empty. It's like, it's like a ghost town compared to what, um, what we're, 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 we're used to. But come this way a little bit. I just want to show you one other thing. That uh, it's a little trick of the trade, so to speak. Um, so people don't realize that these streets were on John Street right now. We just got off a of King. They don't realize that there's like a little bit of a hidden um, entrance off these streets to the biggest theaters in the city, such as the Princess of Wales Theater. And of course, these are Mervish theaters. Uh, the Ed Mervish Theater is also usually a venue that's used for gala events, red carpets. We've done many interviews and worked red carpets with star stars there, as is the Roy Thompson Hall. Again, notable miss of a big red carpet for any gala premiere out there at the David Bacon Square and the Roy Thompson Hall. Um, you know, big, big galas that we're missing this year. Anyway, this is a back alley behind the theaters that a lot of people don't know about. But believe it or not, when the premieres are over, a lot of the stars actually come out this way. And if you're looking to ever really catch a star, you got to learn sometimes, you know, where to find them on the back ends. Because they don't always appear where you think they're going to appear. They're not always in the hotel lobbies. They're not always... Uh, on the red carpet some of them you just have to catch coming out of their premiere that's a little tip from me to you when tiff goes back okay There's absolutely no celebrities in town unless they happen to be local ones and even they aren't really making an appearance um so the only interviews i can get are with our star-studded streets where we celebrate the walk of fame here um here i have ryan reynolds now, Ryan Reynolds is a very popular actor, and everybody, especially a lot of women, love him. I understand he's got a new, uh, I think it's a TV movie coming out, or a series on Netflix. You might want to catch him there. Um, Netflix seems to be the place to be, right? I mean, the, the biggest names, the biggest stars are going straight to Netflix. Um, I think we're going to see a different kind of movie, ways to watch movies coming even more so in the future through these streaming services like Netflix, like Tubi, um, and like Amazon. I don't think the movie experience is going to be the way it was. I think it's going to keep changing, especially with the social distancing. Rachel McAdams. Okay, here's a nice big Canadian star, Rachel McAdams. She's been a star since The Notebook. She does amazing things. She also has something on Netflix that she did with... Uh, Will. Will Ferrell. Yeah, she's in there with uh, with him on that. So you might want to catch that. This is Jeanette Burke, your host, signing off for Jeanette's TV and Jeanette's TV Podcast.